Welcome to uh, Hot Sauce Sports Edition MMA. I guess we never really named the show. It's just Terry calling in Emilio so we can talk shit about the fight. Uh, my name is Terry Tam, as you know, and we're with Emilio Greco for the third time and uh, probably uh, not the last time. Emilio, how's it been going so far? No, not too bad, man. You? Not bad, man. I'm just, I've been playing Mario Kart to keep me busy. <laughs> I got I, I got a new one. I got a, My girlfriend bought it off her brother-in-law, so we, uh, we've been playing it there. She's been kicking my ass, too. It's the worst part. <laughs> Ah, come on, man. I gotta step up your game, man. Fuck, I haven't played in like 15 years. Minimum. <laughs> Minimum. It, it's crazy, man. It's so it's so, the most frustrating game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> because it's so easy, but it's so hard. It's like so stupidly hard. It doesn't fucking make sense. Um, so, fight week's over. Uh, we're a week removed almost. What did you think? Is the boner gone? What's going on in your mind? Man, honestly, amazing, man. Amazing fights. Uh, kind of a different feel with no one, uh, you know, no no fans thing. But like, you could like really. I think after like the the Smith and Teixeira fight, like that was kind of fun. That like the coaches were like, 100 percent of the jabs landed." The chair like, "No, it's not." Like, it's like, shut up. Like, it was that was like kind of cool. Like that you kind of picked up on that. Whereas yeah. if the fans were there, you kind of been like, "What are they saying?" And then later on, you would find out. But you were in the action the whole time, so it's 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 awesome, man. And the fact that now like they're just always announcing fights every day. It's like, oh man. I haven't seen any uh, of the announcements. I've seen the rumors go. Like I've seen Israel and Sanya supposed to fight Paulo Costa. Like it's they're talking about it. They haven't really set a date. Who's who's on UFC 250 so far? Uh, 250. Uh, well, I was just checking uh, a lot of fights that they're putting in for June 20th. Because Devin, Devin, and I saw. Yeah. I'll check now. Also, the last time I saw, there was only one one fight on the UFC 250 card. Uh, right yes. now. So they put like it's obviously Nunes and uh, Spencer. Yeah. They allowed uh, they uh, they put Perez and uh, Formiga, which is actually a sick fight. Oh yeah, Formiga's sick. Yeah, they put uh, the other guys. I don't really know too much. Ian Heinich, Gerald Mershart. I don't know how to pronounce that. Alonzo Menafield versus Darren Clark. I don't really know those guys. Yeah, they're, they're gonna announce some fights, but then yeah, they announce on May 30th Woodley versus Burns, which is a crazy yeah. fight. That's just amazing. And then they also announced today that Sugar Sean O'Malley is fighting Eddie Wideland. That's a sick fight, too. That's a really good fight. So, like, and every and every fighter is just excited. Everybody wants to fight as often as possible now. So, every it's, like, not like any other place where people are like, you know what, we want to be safe because of COVID. Fighters, like, we want to fight ASAP right now, anytime, any place. So, like, the motivation is just at an all-time high. So, it's going to be super fun to see, you know, what, what matchups are going to be going to be out there. Also, uh, Shane Burgos is fighting Josh Emmett. That's a sick fight too. Josh so. Emmett always comes out to fight, so you know mm-hmm. you know you're gonna get a fight with those those two guys. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually we mentioned him, and I want to bring him up. He's kind of off topic, but Tyron Woodley, what a mm-hmm. fall from grace that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you know like for like the whole talk of greatest welterweight of all time. I never bought into that because obviously George St Pierre is just George. the best, the best. And then there's Matt Hughes. There's a big list before he could even start talking about that. Yeah, but like the people he was beating at the time, like they were prime guys. They were really good guys. And when then he KO'd Kostrick. Oh man, that, that Kostrick knockout was crazy. He uh, beating you know uh, Stephen Thompson. Mm-hmm. He was at his all time prime. You know uh, Darren Till. We was at the all time hype. Like he Choked him beat out. so many. Yeah, he beat so many guys in different ways. So when he lost against Usman like that, you know, it was kind of like there's a lot of factors that was going with him in his life. So we needed him. We needed to see him at it again. 
And now what a good fight for, for a guy like Burns, you know, a guy that, okay, a lot of people, if you're not a fan, you don't know who he is. But if you are a fan, you know exactly who he yeah. is. And he's a big problem yeah. for Woodley. But it's a fight that Woodley, if he beats him, it's a name that could get him back into that title contention spot. So I think uh, it's more of Woodley might be in that range where he becomes a gatekeeper for the division. Where it's like you kind of have to go through him to become a champion. And I don't think the UFC is going to give him another chance at the belt unless he runs like a crazy streak. He's going to have to beat Burns. Then he's going to have to beat uh, probably Masvidal. Then he's going to have to, be, he's gonna have to mm-hmm. be like three, four guys to get a chance. And it sucks because he was a good champion. It's just that his last three fights were a little boring. And one of them he lost to. Uh, I mean, all three of them were, they weren't exciting. But he, he, got, he got dominated by Usman. And then against uh, the two fights against Wonderboy. I mean, I don't know. That wasn't championship level fighter right there, you know. Like compared to what we've seen Usman do, how he's able to dominate. I think Woodley kind of took a step back and focused on other things. But who am I to judge? I mean, he's a great fighter. We all love him, but I think that he's kind of blackballed himself too with the, with the UFC. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to say as like a gatekeeper. I really hope he doesn't enter that like Eric Brunson kind of exactly, kind of gatekeeping yeah. way. Um, and yeah, like when he was a champion, you know, there's a lot of fights that could have been, you know, should have been and him and Dana going back and forth on it. So obviously like that kind of like, you know, stained his reputation, but for, for him, like if he, if he wants to get back on track, this is the perfect time. And Burns is a perfect, perfect opponent for him to bounce back on. And it's just a shame for him that like when he lost the title, the welterweight division just came back. Out of nowhere, Colby Covington, Usman, Masvidal, uh, Connors, and that that makes uh, the like there's so many there's so many fun fights now at welterweight that when he was champion, it was kind of like we knew who he was gonna fight next, and now it's like kind of like a like a, it's like a frenzy now. Everybody's going up to welterweight, back to lightweight, so everyone's going back and forth. So I think he kind of missed the boat when he was champion, but uh, if there's Dur- a time for redemption, it's now. For him to fight Durinho, Durinho for me, he's I mean he's a legend to me because I watched him. Jiu Jitsu first, like I saw him win the world championships. I saw him beat Crone in the finals of the world championships. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, Dorino is like at a different level. But Woodley is a much better all-around MMA fighter than Dorino. Dorino won his yeah. last fight against uh, Damian Maya. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that was that was a good fight for him to win. But it's Damian Maya at 39 years old. You know, kind of on the last days of his career. Um, I think this is a perfect fight for Woodley. I just, uh, for Durino, I don't think it's a good fight for Woodley. I think Woodley should have fought somebody a little bit higher. That's why I say he's kind of like that gatekeeper-esque because it looks like he's... If they're doing this to Woodley now, I think that they're using him kind of to see what the measure is of some of these younger guys coming up. Yeah, and um, and, that, and that, that's a fair statement because you have a guy in, like in Burns where he's just... He's, he's so good at jiu-jitsu, but now he's getting that confidence and now like... When a jiu-jitsu guy gets confidence and he's going like, and striking, like we saw with Crone against Cub, you know, obviously didn't go on Crone's way, but that, but that confidence good. that he has, yeah, he's like, you know what, I'm going to box too. Like, I'm going to show that even though I have my family and my, my you know, my credentials in jiu-jitsu at such a high level, I'm going to show that my other criteria in MMA is probably at the same level. And so, Maya, Maya too, when he came out and he started doing well at boxing, everybody's like, his hands got so much better, and they yeah. did. And then he lost to, uh, to Askren. And we were, and then he kind of reverted back to his old ways, and it was like, okay, my like, he, they obviously they want to go ground first, which is fine. Um, so let's talk about the fights from last week. What was your fight of the week if you had to pick one? Exclude two forty nine because we kind of already spoke with two forty nine. Yeah. Uh, man, honestly, I think maybe uh, like the the emotion motion from it, and I rewatched the fight too. Was 
and, and it's probably not like the craziest exciting. There's obviously more more fights, more exciting. But I think the Walt Harris and like it was yeah. Overeem it was like that. It was that that moment where you thought like, oh, Walt Harris yeah. got it. Like he's gonna do it. And then after everything, like he kind just of... switched up on it. And then like and, and like you see Overeem, like even in the beginning, like he goes and hugs him, like that that emotion. And he yeah. kind of like felt bad that and like it was just a weird kind of like an emotional roller coaster ride watching that fight. And then. Like and I'm I'm watching against like wow like you really like you, you, you for the guy, yeah. yeah when he lost like it, it it brought something out that a lot of people like okay you know this is the only live sports it's UFCs people just two guys punching each other in the face and then yeah. you get that emotion side of it so it was like yeah at a time now where family is like so important kind of thing and then you mm-hmm. see they showed over and over again the video of, of his daughter and it's like mm-hmm. they really put it into you and then when he you see him fight and he almost wins in the first two minutes he almost yeah. carries over. <laughs> You're like, fuck, is he going to do it? And then he just gasses out. And uh, Overeem, Overeem fought well. I mean, you can't take anything away from Overeem. He got no. rocked. He stayed He stayed alive, and he was able to finish. Yeah, so, like, uh, that that was great. Also, the the Smith and Teixeira fight was, like, man, like, what do you do with Smith now? Like, is, like, is, is Teixeira really the, the bounce back? Is, like, is he going to be fighting a top-tier guy? Maybe a yeah. title run? Like, but then Smith, like, what, like what's going on in his head? Yeah. Like, wasn't really... I, especially that that I think it was in the third round. He goes back. It's like my teeth are falling. It's like what? It's like yeah. you know what I mean. It's, it's like, like my teeth are falling out. It's like <laughs> it's what? <laughs> what do you? So you've coached. You've coached guys. You've been in a corner. What would you say? What would you do in that situation? It's you know like, like being a coach, especially like, uh, if you if you watch like the fight companion Eddie Bravo kind of really elaborated pretty well of how it was when he. I'm was halfway done. Corner. I haven't I haven't watched the full thing yet, but yeah, I saw the part he, that you're talking about. Yeah, when it was with Ferguson, and he explained like how he went was in there, and that he saw him cut up. Like it's a, it's an emotional thing. And I think that's the hardest thing about being a coach. Yeah, and I think that I think for me, even at coaching, I think I would do it like, kind of. There's a limit of how many people I would do because I, I get really emotionally attached. And if I was, if one of my guys would come here, it's like, man, my teeth feel like falling out, and I see that he's dying. I, if you could see that your fighter is really on the cups of like dying, and he's like, I, I can't. You know, at, at that point, you just you, you throw away the towel, knowing that you know it, it's it's that one fight. Uh, he's getting battered. There's kind Especially of like going into the fifth round. Yeah, like going into the fifth, he was already losing, right? He wasn't. I don't think he won a round. If he won the first round, maybe because he you know, he came out strong in the first round, he looked good. But the yeah. whole thing, and DC had a point because I noticed it too. Was during the broadcast, I hear his coaches counting down, like counting his combos, and they're yelling. I'm like, I'm like, it's it's distracting for me. I can yeah. imagine how distracting it is for Anthony Smith. So he's just throwing combos out of like being on autopilot, and then as soon as something kicks you off off the rail, you don't know what you're doing anymore. And that's what happened. He got gassed. He shoot. He was shooting in because he was tired a, mi- a minute into the fourth round. Yeah. So if I'm them, after the fourth round, he comes in and he says, "My teeth are falling out," and I just saw what I saw. I don't know if I would let him leave, but it's another thing is your coaches. He tells you, don't ever throw in the towel. Like, it's up to me. I'm going to die out there. But you have to kind of protect him. I don't think, he, at the end of the day, he's not going to fire you or, or be mad at you because you saved him from maybe another five years of brain damage. You know, it's it's crazy. And and that's why it's kind of hard when we go into coach and then, uh, you know, let's, let's switch the roles now. Let's say I'm fighting and I go back and I'm getting a beating. I look at my coach, I tell him the same thing. There's no way in how any one of my fights where I've, what I've wanted to stop or I want my coach to stop. I want to go there. And I'm the type of guy, like, even, you know, like my techniques or whatever, but if we're in a brawl, man, I want to brawl till, till you knock me out. I want to die in there. Like literally, like 
maybe like if, if any of the situations, whatever, but if I'm in a fight, like I train eight weeks forward, like I'm going to die in there. Like yeah. this guy's got to put me out. So to go back to the coach, you know, a guy fighting here, like you kind of feel that he feels the same thing. But then as a coach, you're thinking about like there's brain damage or CT. There's so many different, you know, levels to this. Like one more round of a beating could take five, 10 years off his, his like, it's his fight career. So you kind of like, it's it's hard, man. Being a yeah. coach is really hard, and like shout out to all those coaches, man. It reminds me of when um, Otis Grant when he fought Roy Jones Jr. and Ooh. it was like the sixth or eighth round, and and he was just getting destroyed by Roy Jones in his prime. And Russ Amber was prime. in his corner that day, and Howard Grant and Howard Grant uh, Otis's brother, and he they just threw in the towel. They just said, "Fuck it, we're not gonna let this happen anymore." Otis ended up retiring after that. Good for him. Successful business now. We all love Otis. Otis is a god in Montreal. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a lot of other fights uh, I wanted to cover. I don't, we can talk for hours about this fight this week. Uh, okay, who is the who is the biggest coming out party for you? That was a question that I wanted to ask you. Like, because there was a lot of guys that I never heard of before. So mm. which is good because, that there was all these fights. Because normally I wouldn't watch the prelims. Like I'd probably watch a few of a few of them if I knew one yeah. one or two of the names, but I won't watch all of them. So who was mm. like a, your biggest coming out party? Uh, hold on, I want to want to say his name right. This guy really kind of. Uh, I, I have a feeling we're gonna say the same guy. Yeah, let me see. That was that was I think on Wednesday or Saturday. Hold on, where's my boy? Smith Shara. I think it was no Ferguson. What the hell? No, twenty nine, twenty fifth. Was it? Uh, no, where's my boy? Where's my boy? <laughs> uh, was he the kickboxer? And the no, from, the guy from Georgia. Nah, he was uh, the the wrestler man. He was like, he broke him, broke him back. I think I'm thinking about Saturday's fight. I think oh, you're talking about that. the guy that that beat Darren Elkins? Yeah, yeah. Nate the Train Lander. There you go, Nate the Train. Yeah, I, I love that, that guy, man. I love that Ooh, guy. Like, okay, yeah, you beat you know the damage. He's known for the damage for a reason. He gets yeah. crazy beatings. Yeah. But the fact that like he did it, he like, walked him down with his hands down. Ooh, man, that's a dude that you gotta like watch out for, man. Like. I know maybe in his next fight, like you know, obviously, like it's Elkins. Like, I, no, no disrespect to Darren, but yeah, like, sure, when you yeah. fight Darren, you're you're, you're there, die. This guy's <laughs> gonna come and kill you, man. And for him to beat Elkins in an Elkins fashion, it was like, oh man, like, it was uh, it was fun to watch, man. I loved watching that fight, and it was like, it was I think it was the one of the last ones in the prelims, and or was it earlier? Yeah, anyway, yeah. I remember wa- turning in. I'm like, who, first of all, this guy, he looks like he's from. Holland uh, from Sweden. He looks like a politician with his hair with the, the, yeah. the part in his hair. I never heard him talk, right? I see he has a tattoo. Like uh, one of the commentators said that the, the both guys have the tattoos of their nicknames on their chest. So I was yeah. looking for it all fight. I see it says the train right over here. So I'm like, okay, I like this guy. He's walking him down. He's bloody. Darren Elkins is a tough motherfucker, obviously, right? Yeah. And then at the end, his interview at the end, I loved him. Man. I didn't understand a word he said, but I loved it. He's I love this guy. He's an I'm an instant fan. Yeah, and then another guy too. I was you when I was watching it. Um, fighting so now was uh, Song man, Song against Vera. Oh, Dong, yeah. A lot of people are gonna say it's kind of like everyone was going more more for Vera, and and I get it. I get it. It's a very it's a good case. The good case to say if you thought Vera would have won. Yeah. But man, this kid, twenty two years old. First of all, young, super good. young. Good camp. This guy, he kind of reminds you of Super uh, Super Boy. You know. Um, um. The Korean kid, what's his name? Yeah, the Korean super boy. The one that got, he got into like a crazy brawl with, uh, was it Cub Swanson? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah and that was in yeah. Toronto, man. That yeah, was exactly. insane. 
So like he kind of reminded me like him, like he was calm and he was throwing a jazz, boxing, the movement. I'm like, and and I was happy that he got the win because kid okay, he's young, he's gonna learn from this, and he's gonna just climb higher, higher up yeah. in the ranks. And like he's he's a guy to watch out for. Be and like just this the army, like the like the Chinese nation now, like in so like so many years, like they were respected in the martial arts world. And now you have, you know, Weili Zhang champion. These guys are coming up. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, a different, like, like, like a nationality coming up and, like, trying to, like, like take over MMA. Because for a long time, it was Brazilians or Americans. It was one or two, yeah. with the exception of George. And so now, like you said, we're seeing the, we're seeing the Chinese come in. The Asian invasion, I guess we'll call it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Korean zombie. This, but I haven't seen the, the, I guess, Superboy. That was his nickname, eh? But yeah. I, I haven't seen him in a while. I know he had that brawl, and he's like, I'm going to take some time off, but... He got knocked out by a boy, man, from Montreal, man. Uh, what's the Char- uh, Charles? Oh, uh, by his last name, but I just know it was Charles Jordan. Is it Jordan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I we think we talked about him last yeah. week. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's true. Fuck, I remember that, and I didn't see yeah. the fight. I saw it on the score, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, and I always made up. I'm gonna go watch it. I'm gonna find it and watch it because I haven't seen oh, the great fight. fight. Great um, fight. One guy that came out to me was he. Um, he fought a guy. He fought. Uh, a guy that filled in last second. He fought. Uh, his name is Giga Chigatse. He was the. Boxer. Oh yeah. The reason why he impressed me so much is because he was so calm the entire fight. Mm. Obviously, he was fighting a guy that had just cut weight driving there. You know, like yeah. it wasn't the best fight, obviously. But he, as a whole, when I watched him, he impressed me because he was trying flying knees. He was going for it. He didn't take it easy. I remember when Khabib uh, fought Ali Quinta, and Ali Quinta came in. Late, late, short notice. He cut weight, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Khabib kind of took the fight off. Like he just kind of chilled, boxed. He, he yeah. wrestled a bit, but he didn't really try anything worse than more than that. And which I respect when it comes. Not that I disrespect what Khabib did. It's his belt, right? He didn't want to risk it. And yeah. I like Quinta's a fucking brawler. Uh, mm-hmm. But for Giga to come out and and still go at it, like go for the knockout every single time, was was impressive to me. Him, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> the uh, the KO by Kevin Holland, the guy yeah, that, the yeah. guy that KO'd uh, Matt Brown too. Uh, well, TKO'd him, uh, Baeza, Baeza, something like that. I never heard of him before. Yeah, Matt Brown's got to, he's got to hang it up, man. I, I love him. I love him to death, man. Yeah. He's a cool dude, but it's, uh, I, I think it's time for him. Yeah, I think with Matt Brown, it's that he just, he's kind of like has the Cerrone, but not, he's not as talented as Cerrone is, you know, where Cerrone is a, such a big name and Matt Brown isn't anymore. Like Matt Brown had made his run, didn't make it. He couldn't, he yeah. didn't get the title shot. Um, so he's kind of been falling backwards. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of crazy fights. Uh, to me, uh, a few questionable decisions uh, by the judges uh, yeah, for, the entire, for the entire week. Uh, big one to me, even though I kind of won on it, was Danny Gay versus Edson Barbosa. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, I always, I always play devil's advocate. I can see where Danny Gay might have squeaked in a second round, mm-hmm. but Edson Barbosa was all over him the entire fight. Yeah, and he looked good. Like I was, I was already thinking. My like, first of all, how could he make the weight for how shredded he was at one fifty five? He looked really good. Obviously, like Barboza, like kind of, um, you know, the end of the rounds, he kind of like takes it off, gets gas, and we didn't see a lot of like um, in his kicks, like a lot of um, you know, his front kicks, whatever. Like uh, he he played that as is, but man, like he looked good, and he 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 won, he won that fight, and like you said. You could see how Ige won. You could like look at that that way, like get the points. But man, he like Barbosa knocked him down. Like we're forgetting, like he, <laughs> yeah. he knocked him down. Like that's that's a ten eight round. Yeah, easy. Like, 
Are you, are you telling me? And even Ige did win the second. Bubble was one to third. So For like, sure, third. So, so, so where's the math in that? It didn't, didn't really make sense to me. I mean, I benefited me. I, mean, I ended up losing the bet that I made. I made a, par- a five-fight parlay, and I lost. Uh, took Walt. <laughs> the only fight I was missing was Walt Harrison, and he lost it. Ooh. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I, would, I probably would have won, like, what, 300 bucks or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. So that was it. I mean, um, Eric Anders versus Jotko. Um, mm-hmm. I like Eric Anders. You know, he has that football background. I mean, I played for Alabama. you got to love the guy. But he's had, like, three. He lost three out of his last four fights, something like that. And he fought Jotko. Jotko didn't even look great in this fight. And Eric Anders wasn't able to dominate him like he would, like he should have. Yeah, like like you say, coming from a football background, especially in Alabama, like uh, you know, very prestigious team. So you would think that his athleticism would play more of a factor than actual, you know, uh, like his his boxing. You know, he should have just been taking him to the ground, taking him against the cage. And even though it would have been a boring fight, it could it should have been, and uh, not not easy. I don't hate I hate saying we're easy, but a fairly uh, a win that he should have got. Yeah. In in other words, I think it was a win that he got, and he put him back on track. But like it was just, like you said, Jog, it wasn't even his, his best performance, and at that, so it kind of like Dana has to go back to the drawing board. Like, hey, what do we do with this guy now? Like, do all right? It's quite very questionable, depending on his contract. Obviously, I don't know, but very questionable if uh, you know, we might might be one of the last times you can see him. So, um, that's for fight week. So I asked you a question to prepare, and I asked you to tell me what are the mm-hmm. next um fights to make in um. In the lightweight division, the welterweight division, and the heavyweight division. So, what yeah. what what do you think? What do you think we should be looking at right now? Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna see this as like a fan, like of a crazy ass yeah, fan. That's yeah, it. As a crazy ass fan. We don't work for the UFC, so whatever you say doesn't make sense. So say it as a fan. Unless unless Dana gives me a call, man. I'm down, <laughs> Uncle Dana. Give me a call, baby. I got some crazy fights for you. We'll make some money. <laughs> heavyweight. I don't care what anybody says. Let's see John Jones in the gander. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what happens. Let's see if John Jones is that talent let's see if he is that skill and like yeah obviously Nagano could could kill anybody and just just one even if he misses just a graze of his hand will knock you out but let's see if he could get that on john on john let's let's see how john looks at heavyweight like, oh, yeah. like oh, we don't know if john could maybe get get like a knockout power like Nagano's chin was never tested let's see what happens with reach let's see what happens with power like like things Things could happen. Like it's it's a very possible fight. And it's a very possible win for John. But oh, for sure, it goes back and forth, and that's why the fight's amazing because people are like oh, McGowan's gonna knock him out cold, but then oh, John's gonna use his like that's a very interesting. John fight. John has I think the same reach as him. So take reach out because John's reach is I think it's I think it re- John has a longer reach than Nagano does. Mm-hmm. So, John has an eighty-eight. It's like I think John's reach is the longest in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And. um we saw him lifting his uh, benching the other day, 500 pounds. Yeah. Like he's looking <laughs> fucking jacked. I love it, man. I love it because the the thing is, is that if you want to be a fan, this is the if you if you're gonna be a fan, the, this is the fight to watch. But if for the UFC, they have to look at what's gonna happen with the heavyweight division. If I look at Stipe, we don't know when he's gonna come back. And Ganu, he he can't wait for a Stipe. He has to make money. He has to fight. And Ganu is a circus act. I mean, we'll be. Straight up about it, like we're just we just want to see him destroy guys. And John mm-hmm. Jones is waiting for a fight because there's nobody good enough for him to fight. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Santos, we can say he deserves a shot. Reyes, maybe a second shot too. I mean, it's tough. To, it's tough to to go that route because we don't really know what's going on with their injuries. But for John Jones, he wants a fight too, and he's already been talking about it for the last year about going to heavyweight. So it's perfect for him too. If John hey. Jones gets knocked out by Ngannou, then 
the argument settled. Yeah, John Jones is the best light heavyweight of all time. <laughs> yeah, and like and like you just, like you just said too, like there's no one interesting in the light heavyweight division, and those two guys, Reyes and, and Santos, is the perfect fight. Yeah. That's the perfect fight to make in a division where it's kind of there's nothing that interesting, but that's the only fight to make. Well, the next it's, three fights in the light heavyweight division are Blakovich, uh, Blakovich, um, Reyes, or Santos, mm-hmm. and he's beaten two out of the three. Um, for John Jones, he knows that he has a couple fights left. Why is he going to waste it on these three bums when he can go fight and Ganu and make millions? Why would you fight Jan Blockwitz? If I was going to a guy who never watched fighting and I told him that <laughs> John Jones, the greatest light heavyweight, greatest fighter, arguably the greatest fighter of all time, is fighting Jan Blockwitz, guy would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, well, who, who the fuck is Jan Blockwitz? And then you show a picture <laughs> of him, and he's not even going to be even remotely intrigued in that fight. It doesn't make sense. So John has to go to heavyweight, fight Francis, light heavyweight, put Reyes and Santos. It's, it, that's interesting. That's actually a fight that, like, you know what? Okay, let's, let's see what the light heavyweight has to offer. Let, exactly. Let's see this fight. It, exactly. it makes sense. And especially Santos hasn't fought since the Jones fight. Reyes, both guys coming off from the Jones fight. Let's see what happens when both guys get kind of a, a redemption shot. So um, that's for heavyweight. I mean, heavyweight, there's, there's there's only a handful of fights maximum. Uh, mm-hmm. Lightweight is a division where right now it's exploded. We don't know what's going to happen. So what do you? what's next other than we know that Gaethje's going to fight Khabib for the belt? So Gaethje's going to fight Khabib, which is amazing. Yeah. Now, the time frame of that, we, we don't know when. We don't know when it's going to happen. Honestly, there's obviously a lot of great fighters. Uh, now Ferguson, who, who knows? Apparently, Ferguson started training two days after he came out of hospital. Insane, insane. But but I believe it. I believe it. But but, but we'll, we'll scratch Tony for a bit now. And and it, and it sucks to say first, but before we get into it, it sucks to say now that we're taking Tony out of a conversation that he of, of that loss, thirteen fights in a row, he loses one, and now he's just out of like a, a fan fantasy fight. That that's just a sad thing, but. That's the reality. That's how that's how sick this game is. Yeah. That's just how how brutal it is. But on a lightweight man, I think the fight you have to make is the trilogy fight of Nate and Connor at one fifty five. They called I, it. They're like, they're like like the third fight. Let's do it at one fifty five. That is Nate Diaz's prime weight, and that's Connor's prime weight. So let's get both those guys back in there. Fight Island trilogy. Prime Diaz. Prime Connor. On the beach, let's have some <laughs> let's have some mojitos, let's have fun, and let's see who is the better martial artist. Like, okay, no no titles on the line, but that's the fight with no title that's gonna make more pay per views than any title fight that we're gonna name on a show or anybody else is gonna make. Exactly, hundred you're hundred percent right because to me that's the fight that everybody wants to see. Right, as a fan, I want to see Nate Diaz and Connor because Connor de- beating him by decision, you know, to me, I thought Nate Diaz won. So like some there's a good there's a population out there that thinks Nate Diaz won that fight. So to me Nate Diaz is two and zero. I mean obviously he's not, but uh, it's a fight to watch. Now somebody I want to talk about is Charles Oliveira. Now to me Charles Oliveira, Ooh, dark horse, dark horse, dark Ooh. horse. Ooh. Like how how has he not come up? I mean the guy's oh. been he's been on a crazy fucking winning streak. He's killing yeah. everybody. He just beat um, Kevin Lee, tapped out Kevin Lee. Mm-hmm. So like he's the guy right now, and I think he should get somebody like a Poirier or Nate. The Nate Diaz isn't a contender, so I can't talk about Nate. Di- I'm I'm a Nate Diaz 
Number one fan, hundred percent. I agree though. I, I agree with you. He's saying not a contender. Sure. Yeah. He's not. A, he hasn't fought, right? He's fought. He beat. He lost the Masvidal before that. He beat. Uh, Pettis. Who is it? Pettis. Exactly. Pettis. Yeah. So he's not even fighting at one fifty five anymore. So like for me, he's no. not really a guy to talk about. It's Gaethje, Ferguson, Connor. I'm throwing Charles Oliveira in there. Um, well, a good fight for Charles is Ferguson. These are yeah, both guys exactly. that if you go on the ground. That's really interesting because yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Oliveira is uh, the lead. He, he leads the UFC with either finishes or submissions. One of the two. I I think he surpassed Cerrone, or is either submissions. But he he's one of the top there, the, uh, top guys there. And the fact that he started UFC when he was I think 21 or 22, and now he's prime. Because so, I've watched Charles Oliveira for years, man, for mm-hmm. fucking years. I I'm gonna check. I I'm pretty sure. I think he just turned like he's he's in his early 30s. He started fighting super young, and it's like you said. Like I was always watching Charles. Like, oh, Charles, Charles, Charles. Yeah, he just turned 30. Yeah, there you go. Just turned um, 30 years old. So I I mean I hope that they figure something out with that. But I I have been hearing that Connor and Dustin Poirier are both scheduled to fight in July. So we'll see what happens. They're probably gonna uh, end up fighting each other. I would love to see that fight too because the first yeah. time they fought, Connor clipped him. Mm-hmm. And Connor was on his rise, right? He had fought Poirier, then he f- and then he fought for the belt. Um, but I want to see that fight because Poirier has gotten a lot better since then. He's gotten a lot better too. And if uh, if you recall, and I, I remember this very vividly, and, and that's what kind of caught my eye with Connor. It was uh, embedded where Connor was in the whole. It was in the um, I, I think in in um, not the living room. He was in the main room of the hotel, like in the first floor, like where uh, reception is and everything. And Dustin passes by him, and Connor's just laughing hysterically, like he's making fun of it. And then Dustin's like, "I've never hated the guy as much as I hated him." And yeah. that's where I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "That's how good Connor is for getting in your head." So when yeah. he got into the fight, Dustin was gone. Yeah, he was gone. And then like you kind of, you you thought that was gonna happen with Dustin when he was on his climb, and then you saw it again with with Khabib. It kind of like shattered his morale. You know, Dustin isn't um you know a mentally sound guy as most. Very t- talented fighter, deserves where he is, mm-hmm. being in the top five. But, you know, mentally, uh, it could be a different be a, a different game. I think that's the only an advantage I see now. But if they do a rematch, man, that'd, that'd be very interesting by a price. That'd be, so, that. that'd be yeah. big, big time down for that. Uh, in the welterweight division, uh, Usman dominated Colby Covington. Uh, TK mm-hmm. would him in the fourth round. Uh, we got Tyron Woodley, who's about to fight Dorino, who's ranked number six. We got Wonderboy at five, Leon Edwards at four. You assume he's going to fight number three, Jorge Masvidal first. Um, Damian Maya is chilling at number seven. <clears throat> Michael Chiesa, maybe yeah. he can make a run. Chiesa versus Wonderboy might be a decent fight. Uh, there's a lot of options in the welterweight division, which we haven't seen since we had like GSP, Robbie. Uh, yeah. Rory was making his his uh, becoming. Neil Magny was on like an eight fight winning streak at the time. So like, there's all yeah. these. We haven't seen a, a good welterweight division since then. Yeah, and uh, you're right. There's so many, so many talented guys out there, and so many guys that could make another run. The guys that could make a run, but I think the fight to make is is, is Masvidal Usman. That's that that's that's the fight to make. And even as a fan, like, I, and then that's what's even more interesting because it's a fight to make, and it's a fight that everybody wants to see. Yeah. Is that Masvidal now? BM, he got the BMF belt, and he goes against Usman, like, and, and gets the real belt. Like, this guy really would be kind of like. You he would be up there as, as like a, like a star as a fan like 
for like you know like obviously like uh people don't know like like my i'm, I'm half latin like my mother from peru and all that so on univision like that's 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 hardcore static <laughs> like, fucking like people like latins like kill for for univision you know what i mean like that soap opera shit and and you seeing masvidal there is like something like what you see masvidal there getting interviewed in spanish fluently like People are like kind of forgetting kind of the stardom that that yeah. he has, like oh for sure, like in like, in in like English in America, but man in South America, like with the Latinos, man, he's got like he's got people. If he gets like pay per view, you're gonna see those numbers, man. For like, sure, like like look what him and Diaz did. That was that was just uh they invented a belt, <laughs> pretty much. They invented a belt, so yeah. like that him against Usman, that that's interesting. Now could Usman take take Masvidal down, like? We've seen that happen, like in, uh, when he was losing uh, before, like his um, kind of his resurrection. Like we saw that could be a flaw in Masvidal's game. Is Usman gonna go for that, or is he gonna be like the Kobe fight? Like you know what? Let's 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 hang. I don't think he would hang with Masvidal. Masvidal has better hands, yeah. better boxer than than Kobe. But but Kobe looked good for a, for a bit. I mean, before mm-hmm. he fought, he mean destroyed Maya. I mean, before he fought, um, the Robbie Lawler was the most impressive one. Was the oh, most impressive yeah. fight. He looked great against Lawler, and his hands aren't anything to ignore either. But I do get what you're saying. Where Masvidal's boxing might be a little bit better than Colby, where Colby's wrestling though is at another level. You think Masvidal? That's a good fight for Masvidal. Well, for, it's it's the only fight for Masvidal. It's obviously gonna. It's a difficult one. It's yeah. a very. It's a difficult fight for Masvidal to to win. I think. Usman's wrestling is gonna be the, um, the the biggest key factor in that, and also like we like, we don't know where Masvidal is gonna be in the fourth round. Yeah. We don't know he's gonna be in the fifth round championship level fights. Like we we never see him gain. It's true. Even against Nate, tests. where it was five rounds, he he the fourth and fifth round they didn't fight it because the ref stopped it. Right. Mm-hmm. He was going to the the third or fourth, and you know they they stopped it. So we obviously he looked good. He looked fresh. Like could he could he have kept up five rounds for sure. But that's what he looked because he was so dominant in the beginning. Now so, against Usman, like you don't know. So where do we? What do we do with Leon Edwards now? He's because he's kind of in like that middle range. Uh, he's he's in an awkward situation because he was supposed to fight Woodley. Yeah, he was supposed to fight him, and that was going to be something that his name was going to come up, or he was supposed to fight Masvidal with that whole that whole whole brawl in the in the back when you were in the UK, like. There was so much opportunity for Leon, and he was going to fight Woodley. And then this whole corona happened. He couldn't travel, so there were so many restrictions. And it's not the guy's fault. He Man. wants to fight. He wants to be there. But it's just it's just bad luck. And, like, for him, man, like, like the main guys are booked up. I, I, if I was him during this time, like, maybe you wait it out. Wait it out and fight the winner of Burns and Woodley or, or fight Colby. Colby's a, a guy who's saying he's active. Saying he wants Kobe, to fight, he won't want to fight Leon because he's below him. Exactly. He, think, he thinks he should get another chance right away at Usman. I mm-hmm. don't know why. Uh, I thought that Colby and Woodley was the next fight to make, and I yeah, hope Woodley could win good. so he can fight Colby because that's a fight that needs to happen as a fan uh, for the UFC and for the division. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting fight because everything kind of like counteracts each other. Exactly. The, only, the only thing that you kind of look at is that Woodley has more power than Colby. That's yeah. the only thing that you could say he's better. But the wrestling. Is, is tossed up cardio probably maybe tossed up uh, or colby gets it by just a hair like you know what i mean yeah like because it, woodley backs up a lot where colby goes forward so colby's car- cardio might benefit him in this one i think yeah so woodley, the, like woodley backs up a lot like really a lot because he's a counter puncher right so he's always waiting mm-hmm. waiting waiting on his back foot um but i don't know i think that's a bad matchup for woodley i think colby would beat him i really do 
it, it is. And like you said, like he really waits, and he like you saw with Wonder Boy, he waited so much into the fourth round. Yeah. Like he doesn't care. Like he's so confident that if he hits you in the right the right time, he's he's gonna put you out. And uh, like you saw again with with Darren, and you saw that with his other fights, Cause Strike, a perfect example. Oh yeah, for sure. So like he he'll wait he'll definitely wait that five rounds just you know j- just to hit you once and uh it's an interesting fight it's a lot of questions on both sides for for colby and woodley did you see that the ufc announced their hall of fame yeah kevin randleman yeah so not kevin mad <laughs> not mad not so, mad at that so kevin randleman's in um not mad at that at all makes you jump how high he used to jump it was crazy man man i got was like i saw him like <laughs> Freak I thought about Kevin. I'm like, let me look back. And I saw a couple fights. I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, one had Mark Coleman. Is like crying? I was like, okay, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, you like, you kind of like the guy. Um, they also announced their like uh, different wings of the of the Hall of Fame. They have the Pioneers wing: uh, Sakuraba, Matsara, Pat Militich, Rich Franklin, uh, Maurice Smith, Don Fry, Big Nog, Bas Rutin, Tito, Matthews, Chuck Liddell, Mark Coleman, Randy Couture, uh, Ken Shamrock, Hoist Gracie. Um, out of all those pioneers, which one's like the one that stood out to you? Is like this is the, the reason why I watched the UFC. Man, that's honestly for man, that's tough because they all brought like a different Chuck. Chuck's in there, right? Yeah, it has to be Chuck. It has Chuck, to be yeah. Chuck. It has it has to be him. He was the guy that like he he made UFC cool. He made he made it like I, I remember. Yeah, and and I was rewatching just Entourage, and I remember yeah. the episode yeah. with Johnny, yeah. and even Johnny drama. I'm like, and that's where like you have like, like Bruce is young, like nobody knows the UFC yeah. is, and like that that he was the first guy that crossed over to the Hollywood side. Like, hey, take a look at us, and then yeah. you know when he fought Tito, with that bad blood. Like, obviously there was there was Frank and Tito, like that that was that was interesting, but Tito and Chuck was so authentic. They were friends and turn rivals like it was the perfect story that you couldn't script and you know chuck his his knockouts were just and he fought he didn't care when where he wasn't shredded up he had a pad he's know, still like he, that now he still wants to fight now yeah and right now you know you just don't do it chuck no, like you've yeah. done what you got to do it's enough for me was uh it was the opposite side of that i was a tito guy i love tito man He's, he was great. Yeah, yeah. The Huntington Beach yeah. bad boy. He comes out. <laughs> he comes out to Eminem with the American and the Mexican flag. Like he just talks shit all the time. I, I'll never forget when I first saw him talking shit to Ken Shamrock, and Ken Shamrock <laughs> kicks the chair up, and I'm, and Tito just starts laughing. <laughs> I, lo- I love it, man. I love that sh- that kind of thing. Like guys that get under other people's skin. Like to me, Tito did it perfectly. He was like the ultimate badass back then, you know. And him. And then when I got into the UFC and into MMA, I started watching Pride and Strike Force and all that stuff. Uh, Sakuraba's name came up, kind of. That's why I, I kind of started liking Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, Bas Rutin was always crazy with his open hand slaps. Oh, uh, and anyway, so I boss, mean, man. there's too many guys. You pick one. It's, it's a good answer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. Like the, the first second is Boss. Like Boss for me is like he's he's my dude. He's like yeah. One it's true. Of you, one interviewed of the best. Him, you interviewed him once. Yeah, man. We me, uh, me and we we talk a couple, like, go back and forth. Actually, when uh, I got engaged, like he sent us a video. Of, like, oh, that's cool, man, yeah. congratulations! Yeah, he's an amazing guy, man. Like, just I, I can't, I can't really say like how how great he is. I'll just go like on, on like, an hour rant, but like even his fighting style, like 
he has like so many submissions, but no takedowns. Like no that's how are. that's how good he is. That's like a fact that everyone kind of buzzed about. Yeah, and so. he was like a Dutch kickboxer too. Man, he had those long legs, and he he came in. And, well, he's a Thai fighter more than anything else, right? But he he threw those elbows and those palm strikes, man, bap, in the side of the head. Man, he was nasty. Uh, then they had their fight wing. I remember you had done a you had done a series like this on your uh, Instagram, and it was if somebody were to ask you, never watched the UFC fight, MMA fight, which fight should they watch? Yeah. What was I your said, choice? What would be your choice? I said Rory and Robbie, man. Rory and Robbie. Yeah. That's like when you when you watch Rocky, when you watch that that movie, watch this fight, you will get the same feel and you're gonna be like, This is not real. One at the end of the fourth round. The fourth round, yeah, exactly. Old guys are bloodied up, they're about to go to the corners and they're just staring each other off. Gush, that's like that's the that's a moment that you'll never forget. You're like I remember I was watching it at my friend's house and we were kind of all standing up and we we're like this, just looking and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> just and the craziest part of the fight was that, that 10 seconds. Right? It was fucking crazy. To me, it's Shogun and Hendo. I mean, Shogun and Hendo is, Ooh, and I was like, yeah. if I, I'm like, just go watch that fight or go watch that fight or go watch like a, a Silva Rampage from back in the day. Like these are the types of fights that I liked, you know, where they hit the ground sometimes and it was it, like, you can't go wrong. Like I, whoops, you can't go wrong. Like I said, it's, Whatever answer you give, it's a good answer. You know what I mean? It's it's tough to it's tough to pick one. No, yeah, that fight's amazing. Also, um, a fight that I think I watched the most, like uh, I watched probably maybe like twenty times. It's just I love is Nick Diaz versus uh, Gomi and Pride. Oh yes, that, yes, I just that watched is that. Amazing. I just watched that like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. That was one of the best fights, and the fact that Nick Diaz was so high. Oh my god, was like. And you're like, how this guy is that high, and he's actually like, and he go go plata that guy. How do you go go plata Takanori Gomi for? So, and at that point, Gomi was like the face of yeah. Pride. He was like the man, like the fireball kid. He was the guy. Like you couldn't touch him. And Nick Diaz comes in across. Oh, he comes overseas high as a motherfucker coming in, and then he just he submits him. Yeah. Like, he crazy. gets tagged, falls to the ground. They yeah. grapple a little bit. He gets that fucking sneaky leg over his shoulder, under his chin, and chokes him out, man. It was crazy to me to watch that. Uh, thanks, Emilio, for coming on, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, we'll be posting this. It'll be up uh, Friday, May 21st. Um, we appreciate it, buddy. Uh, the fights, I think there's fights uh, next week. Uh, May 30th, man. Woodley and Burns. Let's see what happens, man. Let's see what goes down with that fight. I'm mean, super excited. Next Saturday, I think Mackenzie Dern is fighting on that card, too. She's back from having a baby. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of good fights on that card, so we'll probably get together and we'll talk about it after that. Uh, thanks, Emily, for coming on. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Bye, brother. Happy how you do this, and let's do it again very soon, man. Next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm down, man. I'm down. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it.